back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Texter says, I keep hearing everyone say you scored 28 points, you should win this game. Last year, Nebraska averaged 27.9 points in only three and only one three games. My only pushback to that, Texter, Nebraska scored 27.9 last year. Last year, Northwestern had one of the worst offenses in the country, scoring just below 17 points a game. Things change. Things look different. But going into this game, if you had to say Nebraska scores 28, I certainly think they would have beat Northwestern. 402-464-5685, Honda, Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman, Text Line. We want to hear from you. Also, check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Hit us up on all of those platforms as well. Nate Brennan, Eric Strickland, Nate, he's you, back. What's going on? Before you bring in the guests, um, real quick, because to address that that situation with mm-hmm. the um, the texter, um, that they just talked about about the uh, the scoring of the twenty eight mm-hmm. points. <clears throat> One of the things that you that that we said on the uh, happy hour show was they were missing four linemen last year. Mm-hmm. That's different. Yeah. So when you're talking about bringing, you know, remember we remember when I talked about. See, a lot of people like. I mean, they listen, but they don't. They they sometimes they think probably Stricky be just talking, just be <laughs> throwing stuff out. And hoping it stick to the wall, but I talked about mm-hmm. I have great play recall and I have great remembering. You do of things that that have been said. I talked about if you remember and you blockheads that have been listening, you can recall. I talked about what made the Spartans so great, and it was their abilities to know and to have grown up and to have been around those guys next to him them. When they put that phalanx together, they knew what the guy's weaknesses, they knew what his strengths was. They knew if he was about to fall and, and about to, you know, give up or give in whatever the situation, or he needed just a little bit of extra just to help him to get through. They understood that's what made them great. That's what made them successful. That's what made them winners in, in war. That's what, you know, is something to be mindful of with Northwestern. They yeah. came back with four guys yeah. that are, they're very familiar with each other. That is an important thing. Nebraska's down, you know, Nuri, uh, you know, we're just now getting Jurgens is Prohaska. left. Jurgens is gone. You know, so you're, you're, you're still talking about new guys yeah. still trying to figure each other out on that line as well and still kind of been placed in different places. And there's really no continuity still that they're still trying to work out as well. So that's something to just, just, just be aware of before we get to the – Guess. Yeah, that's why I guess we'll just go right into it. We're going to ask the man that always has all of the answers, Steve Sipple from On3, also here uh, early break 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket. Uh, Sip, I'll just go ahead and ask you straight up. If you had to point to one thing and, and say that was kind of what did Nebraska in, what was the reason that they lost against Northwestern, what would you say it was? Run defense, number one. Lack of pass rush, number two. Uh Run defense, yeah, that's what I'd say. And then I'd say probably Nebraska's lack of run game, kind of uh, inconsistency in that area. I think it's 
And then, you know, then I'd go, then I'd probably go to the onside kick decision mm-hmm. number four. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so listen, one of the things that we had talked about as well is the interior line play and the importance of domination at that, at that position. And what we've seen, Sip, is it seemed like it was the opposite of what we were hoping to have on our side at Nebraska. We were hoping to have a 150-plus. Yes, um, we, you know, Casey Thompson did some things well, uh, had some drop passes. Unfortunately, some of them turned into mm-hmm. interceptions. Mm-hmm. But Northwestern did to us what we were hoping to do to them. Do you see this getting better? And what is it going to take? for them in these next two games in preparation for Oklahoma. And, and because Sip, you and I both saw it, them holes were gaping yeah, and they were huge. So is this something that can be fixed or is this something that we just really have to just see as a problem going forward? <laughs> well, I hope not because <laughs> it'll be a long season. Mm-hmm. I, I hope there's a fix. I think that, you know, they were out of gaps at times. Pad level yeah. wasn't great. Those are things you can fix. Tackling you can fix to a certain extent. Sometimes um, you can get you can improve tackling. You can finish. You can work on finishing tackles. So yeah, I don't think I don't think I wouldn't say all hope is lost. Sometimes also sometimes you just have a bad game, um, and maybe that's maybe it'll look a lot different in the next few weeks. It has to though. Uh, I, I you know there's some concerns I have that that maybe aren't fixable um, depth. I still think they're one guy short up front in the interior. And I still think, I, you know, I've always had a little bit of concern about the size of the inside backers and the depth um, behind those two veteran inside backers. They, as you know, as well as they played on the stat sheet last year, Reimer had 108 tackles. Henrich had 99. Now, that's great, okay? But uh, there were times against heavy run teams, they got pushed around in the box, and they got they got pushed around the box a little bit, particularly Nick. So, I don't know. You can't – they're not going to – you know, Reimer's not going to go from 228 to 240. I mean, I, I'd like a little more heft in there, and I'd like one more body up front in the interior. Zip – I keep kind of making these comparisons last year to Illinois. Just kind of walk me through that. Is that a fair comparison, or or no. do we really need to consider this maybe even worse than what happened last year? No, I, no, it's not fair, and it's not worse. It's no, I I would totally disagree with that. That that was a meltdown last year in Champaign. We didn't see a meltdown. Mm-hmm. Um, Nebraska played horrible football in Champaign. They didn't play bad football in some ways in North against Northwestern. It wasn't, you know, defense, defense was a huge letdown. Um, but it wasn't really just complete boneheaded mistakes other than the decision to kick that onside kick. Right. Kind of but no, I don't compare them at all. I, don't, I didn't come out of this one feeling anything like I felt about the game in Champaign. I thought that was embarrassing um, in Champaign, and this wasn't this wasn't embarrassing. Um, so no, I I don't see any comparison. I really don't. So, um, you were in the building. What after that that crucial play 
of the onside kick. What did you experience as far as the fans receiving of that, um, not receiving of that, but the aftermath of that? What was your, your sense on the fans feeling when things, that momentum shifted at that moment? Well, <laughs> I was on the opposite. See, in the, the, the media areas, out, it is outside at Aviva Stadium, and you are am, am, amongst the fans. But on our side, it was mostly Northwestern fans. Um, I, got, I think I got a pretty good feeling for how Nebraska fans felt about it on Twitter. And <laughs> it wasn't a great feeling. Um, they, they, I think there's a lot of bewilderment. I was bewildered. And it, those kind of situations, I don't mind saying, kind of challenge me because I'm not, you know, I kind of present myself as someone who knows a lot, but I've never coached a game in my life, okay? I, I, I don't – so when that, when that kind of thing happens, my first thought is, God, is that, that's not normal, is it? You know, that's not – you can't do that. It didn't seem – it just, just felt beyond the realm of normal for me to kick a – uh, to try an onside kick with nine minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah, there's a lot of surprises. You're trying to you're trying to get them. I get that, but I think there was I think it was mostly bewilderment. And then you got to be kidding me, which I guess is I guess you got to be kidding me. It's right. an expression of bewilderment. So I'll just stick with bewilderment. Sib, so then yeah. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Dan. Yeah, I want to ask because we have on the text line a question for you. Uh, just straight up, they say, can you ask Sip, do we win the game if we don't kick the onside? Well, you're up 28 to 17. Um, you, if you kick off and hold them, uh, yeah, you have a, you have a much better chance. I mean, you have a, it's, now you have to allow the fact that Northwestern was moving the ball a lot and, 28 to 17. Now, if you get the ball, if you hold them and score, they're in big trouble because now, you know, now they're not going to be able just to stick to their run game. They're going to have to start throwing. But here's the thing. They, they were throwing the ball well. They found some things in the middle of the field. They exploited Nebraska's interior defense. Corners were great. Now, Nebraska's corners played a great game. They both graded really well. Quentin Newsom, Tommy Hill, even Braxton Clark. And they, you know, they the, the layman could see that the corners played well. Not, but, but the, you know, inside linebackers got exploited in the past game. I said safety did. Um, and I so I think Northwestern would have kept moving. I, I just don't know that I'd go so far as to say without that onside kick, Nebraska wins. I can't go that far. Sip, I'm going to ask you this, and you can take this whichever way you want. If the fan base is looking for some positives to take out of this, some momentum moving forward, is there anything that you can look at specifically? Uh, Bushini. I mean, I think the the special teams in general, I think is, I think it's showing signs of being pretty shored up. I think Casey, I should have mentioned Casey first. Um, I really think, for instance, on Saturday, you'll see a quarterback who's dialed in. Um, you know, I'm, not, I'm not worried about Casey Thompson in any way. I, he's a professional. <laughs> you can say this nowadays. He's a professional. I mean, he's, he comports himself in a professional manner. He'll show up. 
he'll, you know, you saw him today, or maybe you didn't. If you did, at the podium today at the press conference, he was just typical, very professional, dialed-in self. He, and that's the way he'll be on game day. Yeah, I, I think absolutely there are reasons to think they could spin out of this. I'm not betting on it, okay? It's, it's going to be tough. I'm not – I mean, I'm saying now, I, I predicted seven and five, but that this was one of the wins. So I'm down to six. And I think – I have a feeling they might not be as good as I thought they were, so maybe I'm down to five. So I'm not – it's not like I feel really, really confident, but there are definitely reasons why a Nebraska fan could hold in there. You're going to get Omar Manning back this week, I think. Vocalect, if he gets back, you have, you're still pretty good at the skill positions. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, big concern. The, I think the big concern is the defense. I mean, I, I, it's a strange the way that turned, but Shenander's got a lot of work to do in these next couple weeks to get, to get some things shored up for Oklahoma. You have to do it. I mean, I know this. I know this. If, if I were on that defense, if I was a leader, if I was Tanner or Nelson or Hendricks, I'd be really motivated right now. I'd have no problem getting ready for this game. We have to, we, they, have to, they have a lot to prove in these next two weeks. A lot. That was a terrible letdown by the defense. So, I mean, I don't think they should have any problem getting up for it. All right, Sip, uh, it's Steve Sipple on three. Also joins us here early break, 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket. Last question I'll ask you, and it's kind of the elephant in the room. Scott Frost, what do you think this looks like here in the next couple weeks? I know a lot of fans looking at October 1st date. Some fans are also saying write it out. Where are you kind of with the Scott Frost era? Well, it's like I always am. I, gotta, I think you got to be fair in the conversation and let it play out. Okay. Uh, until it becomes obvious that you have to make a move either way, you know, make a move to say, yeah, yeah this is going to be okay, or make a move that it's not going to be okay. I think it'll be pretty evident. I think there'll be a point it will be evident. Now, Nate, if they're, you know, if, if they end up six and six, it's not going to be evident. Okay. And then, then, then there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of bickering yeah. in the fan base. Seven and five, there probably would be a fair amount of bickering in the fan base. Um, but maybe it would resolve itself before you get to that point. That's what that's what I kind of wonder. So I'm just, I think, I mean, my my style and my modus operandi has always been to let it play out and, and see. I'm not, I just want to be fair here. I want to be fair to the and the players. Mm-hmm. It'll definitely be interesting to see, especially if that 6-6, six 7-5 and six, seven and five, uh, record is kind of how it shapes out. Definitely not off to a great start for getting uh, above that, that's for sure. Sip, if people want to get more great coverage from you, I know you've been writing up a ton of stuff. Uh, you, you're also joining us every morning. you got lots to say. If you want to get more great content from you, how can they do so? Well, I work for Nebraska On3. That's the best place to go. Um, go to On3.com and go to the Nebraska team site. We'll have some pretty major news on Wednesday, by the way, about our site. Okay. Or Thursday, maybe. Or when, let's say Wednesday at midnight. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Twitter. And I'm on the radio with Jake in the morning, every morning. Um, that's, the most, that's the most fun I have pretty much in my life. Um, 
six to eight every morning um, on the ticket. So thank you for asking. Sip, we appreciate you. Stay safe. Hopefully we can get a win this upcoming uh, Saturday. That'd be pretty nice. Nice being on with you guys. Strick, have a good one. Nate, have a good one. Take All right, care. Sip, we appreciate you. There he goes. Steve Sipple with On3 also joins us every single morning right here on the ticket as well. We're going to have a little bit of a crossover. Haven't seen Jay Foreman yet. He's definitely on his way. DP is in the building. I know he's got plenty to say. Strick, he's going to stick with us for a little bit too. We've definitely missed having him around. So we're going to have a little bit of crossover with old school. We're going to keep diving into this. Plenty to still talk about. It's, uh, for what it's worth, it's game week. Bring on North Dakota. We're going to keep this conversation going, keep breaking everything down for you right here on the block. 93.7 The Ticket.